<laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Fine evening to you, Dennis. And to you. Welcome Thank to Happy you. Hour. Good to be here. <laughs> Beer in hand. Oh, thank God. You get to laugh out loud at this time of the day. Exactly. You know, you know, it's, and here's the thing. This is the first time I've laughed out loud all day. It's not been a joyous day. <laughs> I mean, it's right there in the name. It's, it's an hour, which is a time, and happy, which is laughing out loud. So That's right. Hey, uh, or lolling, as, they, as the kids speaking, say. Speaking of uh, happy and speaking of hour, <laughs> um, you know, the, the British uh, comedian and singer. Okay, so... Google Russell Brand being interviewed by Bill Maher. Um, and and t- talking about uh, addiction. And and it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Okay. I've never seen never seen somebody more in command of Bill Maher's show than him. He owned Bill Maher. It was hilarious. Russell Brand is a is a sharp uh, a sharp wit for sure. I uh, oh god, I don't necessarily well, very, agree with him very, on all of his all of his opinions, but uh, he's he's a he's a he's a, a quick wit. When you ex- when you exude so many opinions, it's not surprising that uh, you know you can't you can't agree with all of them. Yes, uh, you know, I, I heard I heard something uh, interesting today on another note um, that uh, there's this great fellow I work with who's a very uh, hands-on construction worker who, who spent a lot, a lot of work in the house and I just trust him like a brother mm-hmm. and we uh, sat down over coffee as we were divvying up invoice and stuff and ended up talking politics a little bit of religion a little bit of history and he said um, when we talked about you know people helping each other in homelessness we got into that topic and then we talked about the government and we got into this and we got into into disagreements and divisiveness and mm-hmm. and I said you know what if we're not careful things could get worse than they already are and he kind of put his head down and he said well he said I agree with you he said I uh, I voted for Trump because um, I like some of the things he was saying I like the way he was he was talking about doing things and the fact is is that I couldn't bring myself to vote for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. because she's a politician and you know and he said a little that I know and I said then we started talking about the election mm-hmm. and um, he uh, said look um, I'm 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 looking forward to Mike Bloomberg because he's going to take up the space that Biden is in and Biden he said he, he said because Biden seems to be slipping he didn't know the stories about the nibbling the fingers mm-hmm. and the hair on the legs that we and I sent you yes. an, an article that tied those together so once again people are listening to our show the right articles about the stuff that we're talking about exactly we don't get we don't they get paid we don't get paid right except for for you know Brutus our one our one guy who listens to us patreon.com slash happy hour yes yes it's a uh... Joe is just such a weird dude. Like he's he's the grandpa nobody wants to be around. Well, he's the grandpa everybody wants to be around, I think. And sometimes when that happens, you're like, "Holy cow, grandpa! What exactly are you doing?" Right. He's very loved. Now, imagine imagine that when he walks into the room and he flashes that amazing historical smile with his with his ease of, of handshaking and his charisma that exudes in one-on-one in his history. Yeah. And he's just a very nice guy. Now, he may approach you and want to 
hug you or touch you or even smell you, right. but be forewarned. You it's, know. Like, it's like, hey, Grandpa, I love you, Grandpa. What the fuck, Grandpa? No. Get your hands off my off my bathing suit area, Grandpa. <laughs> the, the, weirdest, the weirdest thing about his crazy thing about I used to jump into the pool and my hair would go down on my legs so the kids could rub, could see it, the hairs rise up as the sun hit them. And I've learned a lot, he said, and this is the thing that makes no sense, In the middle, which makes me wonder about his mental health. He says, yes, I've learned a lot about roaches and I love children climbing on my lap. What in God's name is he referencing roaches? No, no, he's he's Kerouac-esque uh, 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 in, 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 his, in his meandering and he's lost, no filter? His, in, he's lost his inhibition. There it is. It's he's the, it's the, the filter. inhibition. It's, it's How the... else can you explain nibbling on his wife's hands, which you and I look at that picture and we look at think, well, he's trying to be funny, but I we don't want funny. We don't know. He was trying to be funny. Listen, this is would, what's wouldn't it be funny if I nibbled nibble. on my wife's fingers here in this front of a crowd. This is what you need to know about the nibbling. Okay, you Tell need me to watch the, the full, the full seven-minute video. Because okay. if you do, you will see his wife come out, and for a mi- four minutes, five minutes, she's talking to the crowd. She's giving the stump speech, mm-hmm. and there's smiling Joe with his baseball cap on. That's just a, a black and you know very. Uh, very uh, fashionable black and gray uh, baseball hat, no wording on it, just an image of the state of, of Iowa raised up in the front of the cap. And he is all smiles. He's laughing when she talks. He's waving. He's having the time of his life mm-hmm. listening to his wife. And the whole time that she's talking, she's doing, doing this with her, her hands. Sorry. She's doing is, is this she hitting with the microphone hand. with her gesticulations? <laughs> no, she, Back, but she's using her hands and she's going way out like mm-hmm. like uh, you know a flying bird wing type right. basketball yep. you know and like, like it happened again Jesus. and again and again the crowd's liking her joe's laughing having a great time and and he she gets her hands pretty close to his face and so to be funny he nibbles on her fingers and people laughed and they you know but but that doesn't transpose very well into a national soundbite. Had she just been kneading cookie dough or something? I mean, jeez. I, I don't know, but when you get the whole context of it, you can see it was just it had him having a great time and being too comfortable on stage and trying to get people to laugh, you know, and yeah, be funny. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's that lack of inhibition. It's 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 the he's with his friends in Iowa. It's the over assumption of camaraderie, like it's like something you would do. You know, several hours into happy hour, where you're just sort of sitting around with your friends and like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, uh, if I, well, that's no, still not. If I yeah. nibbled on your fingers, no, finger uh, finger nibbling in public is never okay. I'm just gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna. So let me ask. I'm gonna set this. the stance of our podcast is finger nibbling in public is it's not okay. Not okay. So so listen to this. I fingers. want you to. I want you to imagine. What would happen if Mike Bloomberg did that? Yeah. He would be called immediately unfit for office, unstable. Or any and, any of the and, candidates, except for Trump, obviously. Uh, any of the Democratic candidates. Oh, yeah, I couldn't if, see if Trump Bernie doing that. If Bernie did that. that. It, 
because it was affectionate, and Trump has no affection other than himself. Right. So Joe Biden was being affectionate with his wife, who maybe there had been finger nibbling in their past, because I don't recall that she was particularly alarmed <laughs> or, or, or had a particular look of wonder. I mean, I mean, I think the close-up that we should show in the, in the notes is after we see the, the, the nibbling of the fingers, do another close-up shot of her face as he's doing it, and that will tell us everything we need to know is exactly what's going on. What if she's got her eyes half-closed in, in some type of, of you know, a sign of, of pleasure? Mm -hmm. Exactly. What if, or what if her eyes are fluttering? <laughs> or what if she's rolling her eyes? Or what if she looks stunned? What if she's like, with her eyebrows way up high in her head, like, what? what? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe he I think try to ignore it, probably. Maybe some of his staff told him he had to make his campaign a little bit more digital. <laughs> I think so. So I think I think so. I'm just saying. It's very maybe it's very good. That's your that's your, that's your first clever quip. Maybe so. of the evening. But the record reflects seventeen minutes in. It was you know, it's not bad. So, have you? I wasn't clear from your email. Have, have you seen the Irishman? The Irishman? No, it's not? coming up Saturday night. Oh. This is our viewing party. Well, I have, and oh yeah, it uh, it's good. It took me two and a half days to get yeah. <laughs> because it's three and a half I wonder hours. If that, I wonder if that changes the nature of the experience much. I would imagine. And I will decline to speak about it until you have seen it, so we can talk. Uh, with common knowledge. So, there's that. Uh, you know, you try and do your homework, and then you do it before it's due. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> it's, you beat you beat your deadline. Right, exactly. You know, you think, oh well, so so that I'll be responsible. I'm going to do my homework, so I'm not late, and then you're early. So, and then by the time it comes around, you forgot most of it because you don't have that much capacity. To remember things exactly, I, I for one, um, did was not really aware of Jimmy Hoffa as a oh, as a character uh, as a as a character yeah. Uh, yeah. because well, he was before his time, yeah. uh, and it. Um, Even though you're from Michigan and near 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 enough to Detroit to to have known the history a bit, except that I'm not. Uh, you, you're not. You weren't. You haven't been. You won't be historically interested. I, I, I weren't never. Because, <laughs> because, I'm from North Carolina. It's just right. It's like multiple choice. Oh, you've got. I've got two images of you on my screen. That's frightening. Let's get rid of one of them. Oh no, my twin brother. Oh. Ah. So do that thing with the background. Man, this is like a fetish for you. Jeez. Just do it. I can't can't get off until I. Let's see. Uh, ready? Now you see my background? Now you don't. Well, that's cool. That's just magic. You never taught me how to do that. Well, every single time I try, and every single time I fail. We fail as a team. I know why. So whatever happened, you figured the guy was driving back and forth to Kansas. What was his name? From episode number Five. X through X. Yeah, I, I think. Did we hear back from him? Uh, if he, 
Yeah. He had some car trouble at one point, but. Well, that. Do that. But. Uh, Wasn't he the one that wrote us and said he wants us to record five days a week, at least? Well, I mean, I think. Was... I think I think everyone listening right now would like more content out of us. But, you know, more, we have lives. More content, as so. opposed to what we're doing tonight. Well, I mean, we are, we're, we're extruding uh, personality oh, from our orifices. Yes. And, well, you have you have at least two more than everybody else I've ever met in and my it's, life. And it's just pouring so into our... Level of, it's pouring level into the of, ears of so many people. And the level of extruding is high. They, they, seem, they seem pleased. Uh, from I mean, I haven't heard any complaints yet from... Uh, you know, you're, you're, the Uruguayans aren't much into complaining. Ah, really. Well, they're laid back. Yeah. Laid back. Plus they're way over yonder. And we, it's like summer over there, so they're now, the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should go there. It's cold here. Yeah. The uh, the city came by and cleaned up the leaves today. It was quite a quite an exercise. And, and when I saw it happening, I, I the neighbor who had a... a it was like a leaf I, exorcism? Yes. And the neighbor has almost, I'd say, a hundred yards of road frontage that was all piled with leaves because he's got three acres of trees, and they had blown the leaves three times. So there was a four-foot pile of leaves on the three foot in Mm -hmm. between the sidewalk and the road on what is essentially city property on his grass that he must maintain Mm -hmm. in between trees that he's planted that he must maintain. But it's the city's land. Right. And so they had this, the first machine was a guy riding a vacuum cleaner that had an exhaust hose that was 18 inches in diameter and blew leaves with such force that, and it was low, low enough to the ground and he had a handle, he could like move it up or down. He would blow a three and a half foot deep pile of leaves, some dry, some wet, mm-hmm. off that embankment into the road <laughs> and then he was holding another leaf blower mm-hmm. that he used to get by the fences and he was really quite the worker and then behind him was this thing of this huge tractor that had a cab on it that the guy was out of the weather and it had what essentially looked like a big cage in front of it or part of a cage that was a scoop it was it was uh, boxy and three and a half foot high with big sides on it, mm-hmm. and he would use the right edge of that and get right up against the curb, mm-hmm. going faster than hell, and scoop up them damn leaves and push piles of them to, and then lift them and dump them into a truck that had a something to compact them and whatever. It was amazing. That seems. I, I was like watching um, well-engineered solutions to problems like that where you're just in awe of the design decisions that went into yes. each of the yes. each of the steps and you're like yes. wow that's actually a perfect thing for this specific task that's really smart well case in point Thank exactly you. is that when they tore up the street in front of me which you recall in prior episodes i took advantage of by throwing my concrete down when the road was closed mm-hmm. but um they had the road closed to replace leaded pipes, or in my case, steel pipes with copper. And I couldn't quite understand when he said, we're only going to dig a hole by the road where the main line is at the T, 
that tees into your property, and that's all we're going to do. And I said, well, how are you going to lift that pipe out of there? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have to have that trench go back all the way to the other side of the road, or do you dig a trench in my yard to lift it out? Yes. And he said, no, we built a machine a that thing. takes that and winds it on a coil, and the machine is six feet high, and the round wheel is five feet high, and it takes the steel and pipe. And it bends with the pipe force, around the... And it like winds it up like a coil, like a yo-yo. Like a thread on a spool. Yes, and then it dislodges from the uh, conveyor, and then you have a spool of steel that gets picked up by, of course, a tractor with a little lift on the front of it. Steel a claw. Like steel spool. Like a spring. Steel spool. Steel spool. You speak in German? That's 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 my Swedish. Oh, I saw a movie the other day. What was it? And, uh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm still spool. So here, you got to Google this. Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus. Oh, God. And in the Santa Claus movie, he as Santa Claus is in a jail cell locked up for what he was busted for on the street. And in the jail cell are all sorts of men, and in the cell across the way, women, who end up being cut-rate musicians. Some of them have never played an instrument before. And Santa reaches into his coat, as he does in a whim, and hands everyone an instrument, an electric guitar, a horn. And guys, this guy says, I don't know how to play this. And Santa says, Kurt Russell's character, Santa says, you do now. Yeah. And, and 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 then he sings, and does an entire song, in a a quasi Elvis impersonation that oh, he's Lord. quite good at, and it is a rock and blues tune with three women backup singers, and uh, it's 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 worth slodging through the whole movie. He also has it's worth the best the best beard in Santa history, I'm without at, a doubt. I'm looking at some some pictures now on IMDb. This movie is called The Christmas Chronicles. Yes, from 2018. Yeah. Where Kurt just must have been like, sure, I'll take some money. to Because you know why? Because he got to do this scene. And you know who one of the guitar players is? No. Van Zandt. Van Zandt from Bruce Springsteen's band. Huh. Little Stevie. Yeah. And it's, and it's a rare scene because Little Stevie is in it without his uh, head, head kerchief on. His babushka. Steven Van Zandt, yes. Yeah, so... I don't recognize any of the other actors' names in this movie. It's a there aren't any. There aren't any. I think it's a Netflix it's, movie. It's it's Kurt Russell from beginning to end, and uh, it's 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 really ridiculous. But the the point, of course, is to, is the scene, which is what the show notes need to have because it's good. It's good from so, the time that you need to cut it so that the <laughs> when, when he hands. Stevie, little Stevie, his guitar uh -huh. from that point forward in the jail for the next like four minutes, you know. So here's the here's the plot synopsis from IMDb: the story of sister and brother Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. Yeah, except with Christmas carols. Wow. Uh, I'm not gonna spend. No, you my can life find it. Just, just Google the scene. Oh yeah, I mean it's the YouTube is full. Of, if you 
look on YouTube for Kurt Russell Santa Claus. You're going to get lots of uh, hits for that. I'll put it in the show notes. Very good. Happyhour.fm slash 037. There you go. There you go. Do your job. I think that's a what prime number. For. 37. Everyone to know, I don't take any money for this. You get it all. Yes. I am raking it in. Patreon.com slash happyhour. Because, look, you guys are enjoying this, you, you listeners. And, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, Gotta throw a little. You put your, put your Benjamins where your ears are, or whatever. Hundred dollar donations are welcome as welcome. Well. <laughs> put a note on them, and we'll <laughs> talk about whatever you'd like us to, which is usually nothing at all. Exactly. Pretty much, and that is, I guess, the point. Got no sleigh with reindeer. No sack on my back. You gonna see me coming? In a big black Cadillac Christmas So the house The house has met a milestone We uh, had a bank appraiser come in Congratulations And assess it It was in uh, 2% of what our projected goal was For the assessment value That's, that's, a, that's a bullseye More or less right more or real less. Estate bullseye. The, plan, the plan worked And you know It's interesting I think we talked about this But we know that the difference between a bank market value estimate and an actual market value estimate could be great depending on the specific market the banks don't take fluctuation of markets into account and say well if the market was really good you could get x but you know if the market isn't so good you could get y they don't do that they base it on house sales in the last six months period is that good or bad both. It's good for us because in the past six months, houses have sold throughout Kalamazoo at a good price. It's been a it's been a seller's market, so we're doing this at exactly the right time. That we what met our goals, which means we can rest easy a bit in the finances. But it's all very complicated. Oh, it's and, about uh, financing because I was going to say you just moved, you just bought it, you moved in, you're planning to live there for another decade. You're not. That's right. You're not getting the the price to sell. You're getting the price to finance to mortgage. Right. Yeah, and so you take your you know, home improvement loans. And so housing is coded in appraisals, everything from a C1, which is a brand new construction, to a C2, which is a totally renovated and, and what they call, you know, uh, lock key ready, you know, go in and live there. That's a C2. Or I, uh, are you like yeah, a C2. Are you liking a C12? <laughs> see sick <laughs> and a c3 is needing renovation uh-huh. and a c but some renovation and a c4 is c4 no is renovation a- no renovation it really needs it so we bought a c4 c4 is ex- have, an explosive as far as hollywood has taught me and now what's that c4 is an explosive oh well that that explains what happened to your house <laughs> That's right. We bought a C4 and we now are at C2. Congratulations. The highest rating that you can get for a home that you didn't build brand new. Moving so up the helped. property ladder, as they say. Yes. So the fellow was good and thorough. Um, quick. You didn't tell uh, him didn't talk. Didn't tell him, uh, tell him about the chipmunk? <laughs> chipmunk's dead, man. Well, yeah, but we can still remember his, his zest for life. I wonder if, well, I, I, I hid the glass case that his remains are in. Uh, Mike dropped it off the other day. Because I asked that, him that, what that, happened. That taxidermy on your desk oh, is just... I said, Mike, whatever happened to that little that chipmunk, little Eric, who fell into the paint remover? The turpentine, yeah. 
and with the purple paint in it and dyed it in a purple, a terrible purple drowning. He said, he said, oh, you want it back? And I said, what, what do you mean? He said, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that you wanted it. I'll, 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 I'll bring it back. And I said, Mike, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm, I didn't know that you kept it. Next day, I found it on my doorstep. He had taken an aquarium and created a little, what do you call it, uh, when you take a box and you create a panorama in it? There's a the word for it, but you, you can look that up. But anyway, panoramify. <laughs> panorama box. I don't know, but it made it look like a desert, so that the little, little Eric the chipmunk was laid in purple, was laid in purple rest. But I mean. It, it was sealed. It was sealed. Could we? But, is there a market for that? And then, what I don't understand is why you went to the taxidermist to turn him turn him into a hat, so you can wear little chipmunk Eric protruding from your from your head every day uh, out into the snow. Hey, you uh, you could you could make quite the big show of it at your Brooklyn apartment having a purple chipmunk hat would set you apart exactly. you could balance it on your protuberant uh, ankle and foot oh my god what was that you or me there's some sports announcement for you oh yeah speaking of sports announcement not to date this podcast but last night was the embarrassment the major embarrassment of 2019 where michigan state university had duke visiting they had dropped from number one and number two in preseason polls to number 10 and 11, each suffering one or more losses. And this was an invitational ACC Big Ten tournament, and they were playing at Breslin Center, and they got whooped. They got punched. They fell down. They couldn't. It was, there's a great shot, and put it on the show notes of Tom Izzo holding his head in his hands. In his quotable quote, when he had his press conference, you need to post. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was outplayed, outcoached, outfought. Those were his three opening words of his press conference. Wow. Outcoached, outplayed, outworked, and, uh, and then got a little unlucky on a couple things. Go green, go white, but oh my God. And I, I actually had had some long uh, nights, all-nighters. We got up at 3 o'clock the other night to get the house ready for the appraisal. So we were up all day, all day, all day. I hadn't sleeping that much. So there's blue, blue devils just... Uh... But I fell asleep at 8 o'clock and woke up at 10.15 and went down and watched the rest of the game. And uh, it never looked good from the moment I turned it on. Apparently, it never looked good from the moment the game began. And there's this kid that was recruited by MSU who instead went to Duke who could not be stopped. Basket after basket, slap away the ball, block shot, block shot, unbelievable. They just, it's hard to sit through that when your team is just getting embarrassed. Okay, well, <laughs> this has been Sports Corner with Dennis. Uh Listen, I'm sure everyone, everyone, has, everyone has, has looked up that exact game and has paused our podcast they, to go watch the replay. And, they don't need to because they're going to see it on your show notes. Well, and you just gave a, a just a blow-by-blow blow, uh, well, description. Put, Spoiler then, alert. I mean, <laughs> Well, it's not like a secret, man. It's like <laughs> sports headlines. Little would you know, I don't, unless, they're, they're, unless they're posting now 
uh, cricket. Is that what you play in Spain is cricket? No, soccer. Cheap, cheap. No. Football, huh? Yeah. Football. Football. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? It is. There's... Uh, they kick the ball and it flies. <laughs> Hey, so I had an idea the other day. What would happen if the sports of football and professional football and professional basketball by King's order, King's Trump 2025 or whenever he decides he wants to do this. King Dennis. He, no, King, no, King, King, King Donald Trump. And he, he forces them to switch balls. So the football quarterback <laughs> is throwing a basketball and the basketball teams have to dribble a football. And then they shake it up. It's like gotten too predictable by 2025, right? Right. You know, 2040 when King Trump is still King Trump on the throne, or his son, his son Donald, and then his son, uh, what's his son's name, Barton or Barlow? Uh, good Lord, Myrtle. His younger Morton. <laughs> Bartholomew. Uh, yeah, like I said, King Trump doesn't necessarily refer to Donald. In 2040. No, no, no. It's, it's one it's, of his progeny, like King, you know, King Trump the, like, the fourth, like the like the Korean line that he so admires. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh Lord. Yeah, so that's a dumb idea. I gotta say, trying to dribble a, a, a fo- uh, an American football. <laughs> it's that would be harder than playing football with a basketball by far. Yes, I I concur with that. However, but can you if you change, using... hold on, if you change, if what we now know is football, you have to be dribbling the basketball the whole time with people trying to tackle you, <laughs> and with basketball you you are throwing spirals at each other, and then into the hoop. No, no, basketball, you get to tackle the other player. You're playing basketball with a football, and the changes when you're doing defense. You're allowed to be physical with who you're after. It'll, it'll make it, things is it, quick. Is, is it gonna is it gonna escalate like American football did with uh, with your helmets and your and your padding yeah. and stuff? Uh, yeah. Because I then then, so. then you're just playing football on a basketball court, trying to get the <laughs> no. trying to get the oblong well, thing into the into the hoop. But you got to dribble it the whole time. There's that. So I think light padding. But on the other hand, too, I think that the football players no. will not be allowed to wear any. Protective gear. No, they have to. The basket. They're still going to get creamed, even yeah. though it's a basket. I'm going to. what if? Or what if you switch football and golf? Such that you use the club to, to hit the ball to your receivers. And the ball is what size? A golf ball. And, and the receivers catch. have to catch it and then run it right, like to the green ball. to throw it in the hole. No, over the goal line. Okay. And when you're playing golf, you have to use the clubs you have to hit a basketball. Yeah. The holes gonna... are obviously be bigger. You make the clubs bigger, too. I'm... I don't maybe, I'm, I'm not going to invest in this enterprise. Maybe with the golf, instead of just a club, you've got some, uh, like a cannonball-type device that w- works off the electric of the golf cart, and you can kind of blow the basketball up the course instead of like a it. like those t-shirt cannons that they shoot t-shirts into the crowd with yeah yeah right and yeah that's 
somehow still no. I think that's still dumber than golf, which is a, <laughs> a low bar. Speaking of speaking of which, isn't the Robin Williams uh, monologue on the um, how the Scots invented golf just the most hilarious? It talks is, about it, it is how they invented it when they were drunk one night. Oh God, it's funny. And you realize how drunk they get? They could wear a skirt and not care. <laughs> and how they could invent a sport like golf. Here's my idea for a fucking sport. I knock a ball in a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like pool? Fuck off, pool! Not with a straight stick, with a little fucked up stick. I whack a ball that goes in a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like croquet? Fuck croquet! I put the whole hundreds of yards away! Oh, fuck out of here! It's great fun there! Oh, yeah, that's a great thing. Oh, like a bowling thing. Fuck no! Not straight, I put shit in the way. Like trees and bushes and high glass so you can lose your fucking ball and go whacking away with a fucking tire iron. Whacking away and each time you miss, you feel like you're gonna have a stroke. Fuck, that's what we'll call it. A stroke, because every time you miss, you feel like you're gonna fucking die. Oh, great. Oh, and here's a bit of fun. Oh, fuck, this is brilliant. Right near the end, I'll put a flat piece with a little flag to give you fucking hope. I don't think it's, I don't think it's super true, but it, uh, it's certainly hilarious. <laughs> I don't think it's true. Much like everything on this show. Yes. It's not super true, but it's... Not even not even, close. Yeah. <laughs> We're basically Robin Williams. Look, here doesn't matter. We're just talking. It's just... Like, it's just an hour, and we're not sad. <laughs> don't want to be sad. Don't want to be sad in this hour. Happy. This is an hour for happy. We don't want to be, you know. <laughs> so I discovered a thing on the internet today that may be the most important article of investigative journalism on the entire internet. And this is an article by a by a food scientist who went and reverse engineered uh, McDonald's French fries. He went because I think we can. If you're if you're a human with a heart beating in your chest, you can agree that McDonald's French fries McDonald's French fries are the best way to consume potatoes. Uh, fried potatoes especially and so this guy went and like took it on as a as a project of how do I get because my when, french fries do, to taste like theirs yes because when I chop up uh, potatoes into strips and fry them they are not at all like McDonald's french fries they don't they, taste that they're, 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 they're either more brown and burnt or they're more limp and don't hold their structure very well and their taste is different and the crunchiness is different and this will be in the show notes because it is the best thing on the internet uh, and it's he does this whole research and it's at first he thinks maybe it's because they come they come frozen from uh, whatever McDonald's factory uh, uh, ships out to uh, all, the, all the locations uh, uh, but it's not solely about being frozen no, it's about it's, the preparation prior to 
prior to freezing so pre, and also afterwards. Right. And so so he so he goes and I love I love stories like this where you're where where the hero narrator goes down some some alleys and finds that no that's the wrong answer and has to come back and and go and search for other answers. And he starts off trying to like fry it twice because he's heard uh-huh. he's heard that it's it's fried fried once and then right before you serve it you fry it again. Uh-huh. And then he hears that it's that they're boiled at some temperature for a little bit before they are fried. Ooh, that, and fried that again. That doesn't seem right. Well, I don't think so. Well, and then I've seen I've seen them cook them, so I know that's not right. You've seen them cook them from from frozen, from a frozen. But bag, you don't yes, know what happens directly. in the factory. Uh, oh, oh, I see what and, you're saying. And they're then he boiled in the factory. And then he reaches out to to some uh, social media contacts and says, "Hey, uh, <laughs> first of all." He he goes into his local McDonald's and says, "Hey, uh, can I get some of your fries frozen as they are as as you receive them?" And and the lady there says, "We don't do that, sir." And and he says, "No, really." Uh, he comes up with this story. He says, oh, my wife is pregnant and she likes them, you know, right out of hot out of the oil. And so I want to take them home for her and 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 fry them in the oil so that it comes out just nice and fresh." And and, and and the lady there is like, uh, no, sir, we don't do that. And he said, uh, can I talk to your manager? And she said, I am the manager, sir. <laughs> and, and he was like, well, fuck. So and so then he, he then he reaches out. He's got some some uh, some sort of following on Facebook, and he says, hey, all you guys on Facebook, uh, do you have any way that you can f- you can get access to the uh, to the frozen you know raw material that is shipped to the McDonald's uh, locations, and right. and he finds somebody that has a has a way into that, and so huh. he, so he gets the 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 actual frozen stuff and he he cooks them in his house. Uh, you know he Once, like twice he, right. Well, you know maybe he gets like uh, he gets like 50, 50 fries and he so he like divvies them up so that he can like do sort of control experiments, experiments and different things, right. and uh, it turns out that's the type of oil that is used uh, like. Famously, McDonald's used to use beef tallow, uh, which gave sort of this extra flavor to the fries. Uh-huh. Uh, but then the vegetarians got all upset and, you know, said, well, we need to be able to eat your fries and they can't have any beef on them. Uh, so anyway, he discovers that that it's that the type of oil doesn't matter. And then he goes and he's but like he knows that something that they've been fried before they were frozen because he can see little bubbles of. Of, uh-huh. of of on the texture of the thing they were pre-fried and anyway i won't i won't spoil it but in it, he does eventually manage to figure out the 10 steps you have to do before you freeze your potatoes such that you can pull them out at any moment and throw them in the in the oil and uh make good 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 french fries wow, wow. but it's, it was just it was a it was a just an epic journey of, a journey yeah and, well your, your the premise is 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 a little off I, you said that everyone would agree that McDonald's French fries. I don't agree. I my favorite French fries are curly fries, which are served with uh, vinegar and heavy on the salt. And uh, McDonald's wouldn't sell them. You buy them at fairs and festivals for the most part, and they come in great big brown cardboard cones. Those are the best French fries in the world. Well, no one ever said you were normal, Dennis. <laughs> I'd be surprised if if I'm alone here. My wife, for example, is with me on this. Well, that's just a happy marriage. <laughs> your uh, your curly your curly fried tubers uh, align. Curly fried tubers cur- come from a long line of tubers. 
well, now we have now we have YouTubers, which is a different all together. Indeed, curly curly fried tubers. That that's that's like fried green tomatoes. That sounds like a uh, sounds like a title for an episode of of a podcast or or something. I don't know. I uh, what if we could get anybody good to act in it? Curly, well, I mean, Kurt Russell is certainly looking for some work. Kurt Russell. <laughs> So the other movie I saw the other night, and you've you've got to put this on your list, was uh, 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 Between the Ferns, the movie. Shit, they made a movie out of that with Zach Galifianakis, yes. Yes, and he went to my university. It is hilarious. I mean, the the one thing I'll say about the episodes are that um, they're brief, you know, with, with one guest. But when you put them back, that you never—I never felt like I got enough. So I would see one, two, three, or four interviews. So you have the benefit of a, a loosely constructed plot that carries him all over the United States, that has some interviewing uh, uh, personalities, and then, at, and this isn't a spoiler by way of content, but um, uh, know that you need to watch it all the way through the credits. Because the stuff, the the bloopers and the stuff that they had to had to take out is just I was rolling on the floor. Yes, it's just that I, funny. It's I, I recall, um, I recall many of his of his episodes. Uh, the the one I've seen the most or been reminded of the most was when he, where he, he had President Obama, on <laughs> between two between two turns, and. Uh, and, it, and of course, Obama was there trying to promote Obamacare uh, or the Affordable Care Act, as he called it. Um, but yeah, Zach Galifianakis is particularly and how, and, that. And, and did he he put the president on any type of an edge like he does everyone? I mean, he didn't get out of character for the president, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. Right. He he was he was totally uh, <laughs> totally. And, and at at some point. I, I think Obama. Obama's I, 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 I think I think Obama said, "Okay, I think we're done here." Um, yeah, yeah. But I, but then many of his guests do that. Oh, so, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, but, he has Matthew McConaughey on. I don't know that it was in an episode, but but he says to him, he says, "So you've won an Academy Award. Were you surprised as we all were that it was for acting?" <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, and he starts to get pissed. Well, um, do you remember uh, back in the 90s, there was this guy called Tom Green? Yeah, I know Tom Green. Oh, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I know Tom where, Green. I've seen the show. But he was, he, he was trying to do what Zach does, but he was just so much more of a dick about it in a way. Uh, that I, I think the difference was that Tom Green wasn't a character. Tom Green was himself. Yeah, Zach so, is a character, which is a, a character which is actually a caricature of people like Tom Green and worse. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that I have that feeling about Tom Green at all. But by here, that's what you did. Though, I, so. I never liked Tom Green. I never thought his. I've only seen it a couple of times. I thought his was, his level of just being mean to people. Oh, was, oh, oh. I mean, it, I mean, it, like he was doing interviews, but. It wasn't. I don't know. There was. It, it crossed a line for me that I that I 
thought he was just an asshole. For example, another ex great example of this is um, Ali G, who is a character from um, Sacha Baron Cohen. Uh, who um, yes yeah, yes and he that yes. that came yes that that's that was popular in England uh, when I was living in England and I didn't really get it at, at the time I didn't really in much the same way that the that the pilot episode of The Office in in the UK I didn't really get that it was a mockumentary like uh -huh. I, I, I I sort of fell I sort of fell for the idea that it was actually a documentary and this guy was just an asshole. Um, I didn't really understand that Ali G was a was a was a character, but uh, much in the way that Ali G and Sasha Baron Cohen does some great interviews where he talks about how with Ali G he stayed in character, he met his guests in character, and his whole point was to try and make his guests think that he was just the dumbest, right, uh, idiot the worst. around, uh, you know, uncultured uh, moron, right. And like the like in the in the dinner table of the right wing Christian family, right. where he talked about his, the daughter's twelve year old daughter's sexual exactly. development, <laughs> sure. and they were that sort of just, they were stunned, and it was all on camera, and right. they were stunned. But like, but but that that for example, that's uh -huh. that's intentional intentionally being an asshole and knowing that you're doing so which is what which is totally what zach is doing but cat tom green i don't i couldn't see the line there between his actual self and his personality and his and his his on-screen personality uh maybe i was just totally fooled and he's actually a really nice guy i don't really know i don't know i i don't know that much about it but i i'll uh when I think of it, I'll I'll look at a couple of episodes and see. I I don't really recall all that, but something. It's not so much of an episode. Like, so he had a show. It's interviews, right? It's a talk show. Yeah, but before that, with musicians. Mm, I thought. Well. And actors, perhaps, and, and sports figures. I mean, it's a talk show. But that's but, what I remember. But before that, uh, like he was on MTV. Yeah, he he had a TV show on MTV called the Tom Green Show, and he would just sort of interview people and I don't know, just sort of be salt them. Yeah, I don't know. I my the taste in my mouth from from those days is is just gross, but um, but you know it was the nineties, so. <laughs> It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. We received a lot of Christmas presents today. The, Did you? The, in advance. The, 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 uh, I, I went out for a walk today, and I was walking down the street, and the mailman crossed the street in through traffic to come over to, to, to tell me, hey, man, I got like three packages for you, uh, but... I don't have them with me right now, so I'll drop them off at your house, you know, later this afternoon. And I was like, okay, thanks, man. Uh, glad that you know me. And <laughs> right. uh, and then when he when he when he came by, I said, so you must be just exhausted in this season. And he was like, fucking Black Friday, man, it's killing me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's international. Well, it, it is now, yes. Uh, 
But yeah, we and the gotta... tax the taxing on that stuff has not uh, been perfected to say the least. There's an awful lot of commerce that's going on internationally that's not being taxed. You're probably aware of that in your line of work. Uh, not so much. I I do. There are some things that I can order from Amazon.com that where they say, yeah, we'll ship to Spain. But it's better if I find something and then I go and search for that same object on Amazon, Amazon.es. And if I can find it there, then, you know, my Amazon Prime will cover the shipping. And it's... Uh, What's .es? España. España. Es, no. España. España. Yes. Is that how they have to say the word all the way through the end every time they say it? All, all España. Yes. It's a little bit like uh, those, old, those old Budweiser ads. Like, what's that? We say, España. España. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yes. tell me about the clubs near you that you go to. Do you go to some of them and there's, uh, uh, I mean, what's the music scene? Can you go somewhere and listen to blues, for example, or play blues? Not in Or could you introduce my, it? Not in my... T- Town. There are two cities uh, nearby that maybe they would have blues music, but not. I think it might be complicated to find. Um, there is there is a band that does. Um, there's a there are two there are two dudes that have a have a band where they make other music, but then they also do their two man uh, duo duo where they do covers of popular songs and many of them are uh american songs you know they, each each with an instrument yes the two guitars uh wow. one one the the singer is normally acoustic and the other guy is between mandolin and electric guitar but they wow. do they'll do like rem and coldplay and uh hmm. some johnny cash and that sort of thing but the the singer I don't know if he spent some time abroad, but his English is really good. Like when when Spaniards try and sing English songs, it is often just terrible. Like really, like it's but it's like it's like if you tried to sing a Spanish song where you were just trying to mimic the phonemes, but you didn't really understand the meaning or right, right. what it was. And so a lot of a lot of that happens where. Uh, just the pronunciation is terrible, but this particular yeah. this particular singer uh, speaks English and uh, sings very. And they're very, singing them all in English, obviously. Yes, they do a in in their set of say thirty songs. They do like three in in Spanish, three pop songs that are known by the by the by the audience, but the rest are are all English songs known by the audience because they're uh, so famous internationally. Um, yeah, some Ray Charles and you know that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't call it blues for sure. Uh, but they and whenever they play in my little town, I always try and go to see them. And n- now I've seen them like uh, five or six times, and they know me. And you know, some sometime during their set, they're like, "And this one is for Eric out there. I see him right there, you know, sipping on his beer." Do you ever do you ever have the urge to go up and play a bit? Play guitar a bit? Uh, they don't have that option, really. The the singer and acoustic player is a lefty, and he's got his guitar strung all wrong. So I couldn't really pick Upside up. Upside down? Yeah. Uh, and 
but you know, you know, maybe during the break one time, if I was, uh, can't you take a guitar with you? Ask him. Say, hey man, I'd like to do a couple blues tunes with you. I got a couple. Let me uh, next time you come in, let's uh, yeah, let's connect. Maybe and, and say maybe third set because that's that's when they might be saying, oh well, we're running out of material, you know. Yeah, well, or 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 just it gets looser, you know, as the as the night goes goes on. I'm usually end up playing in the third set when somebody calls me up. Well, because everything up to there is pretty much planned out, and you don't want to. Right. Break the monotony. It's it's a, uh, it's not easy to to play through sets. That's right. a lot of music, you know. But like but I've, you get to... I've been to like five or six of their of their of their performances, and they really only they rarely add a new song. It's it's the same right. fifteen songs over over and over again, and they play them really well. Uh, but yeah, but huh. it's not like I could walk up and. Because I don't, they're not, they're not loose. I don't know any blues songs that I could whip out and and, uh, yes, and you, you know do. sing to. Yes, you do. You're, well, I need you to be my singer. You need to come over here, and we can go in and, and set up yeah. at a local well, bar. Well, we're gonna come. We're gonna come see you. Well, there is some event that's gonna bring us to Europe. I think it's the remarriage of a couple of friends of our of our, our kids' friends mm-hmm. who we're very close with, who live in. Um, he works in Switzerland, Did I think. Is a concierge. Huh? Why are they remarrying? Oh, uh, j- well, just because you repeat your vows. We've done it four times. We've been married four times in our 45 years. Wow. Okay. There you go. So anyway. Um, we'll wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <sighs> oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, well... By all means, uh, Switzerland is not that close, but closer than you are now. So, uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it'll be in France, actually. Well, that's even closer in Frencher. Yes. Well, that, yes. that would be that'd be lovely. Um, I received, as I mentioned in the last episode, I received my electric guitar today. Oh well, now and I isn't that why we should be talking about you stepping up exactly and the the so I I bought an amp that came like a week or so ago um, and the guitar from eBay came today and but it has been decided that it should be saved as a Christmas present for me <laughs> so it is you're on delay mode. It is wrapped, I, wrapped and set aside. I, I tuned That's... it uh, because, rightly so, the seller uh, loosened all the strings all the way down uh, before shipping, and so I cranked all the all the all the strings up and played a little bit, and it's it's pretty sweet. I'm so not used to playing an electric where where the strings are just like just butter under your fingers. Uh, it's so much easier yeah. to play. It's like uh, really, I'm, I'm I'm sure there's some good metaphor out there, it, uh, but like a hot knife through butter. Exactly, it's like using a cold knife through butter right out of the fridge, or a hot knife through butter that's been warmed up a little bit. Uh, that's a good name of an album, probably. Hot knife through butter. It's your first album. I bet that's been used already. Did you Did you play a little riff after you tuned it up just to? 
get a sound of it. I, I, I briefly riffed. And then uh, one of the things I liked about this particular offering was that it came with a case. Because uh, sometimes you can buy a guitar and there's no... And yeah, right. you got to buy your, a separate case. But this one came with a case. And it was very well wrapped and shipped from Scotland, where, I, where it came from previously. And now it's uh, in a closet somewhere. And maybe tomorrow when the kids are in school, I might pull it out and and fondle it briefly. Yes. It says you Fret, probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't do that from the um, expectation of a Christmas present. Yeah, that, well, you should you should feel guilty if you do that. I'm not saying that you won't do it, and I'm not saying that you will feel guilty because you. For I, all I know, you have no remorse. I, I will I will not. I have no uh, self conscious about those things. Well, it's it's hard to believe that we've had such a happy time for a full hour. An hour's gone by already. It's gone by. Did, did we just say hello? <laughs> uh, well, it's always a joy to talk to you. I will talk to you soon. Good evening to you, my friend. Adios, amigo. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to episode 37. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 037. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at happyhourdotfm. And... You can email us at happyhourdotfm at gmail.com. And especially if you have enjoyed this and would like us to continue doing it, visit patreon.com slash happyhour to give us a couple little nuggets in our stockings. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas.